0: Bariatric surgery trumps all of our other rather feeble tools to fight the obesity epidemic. It actually works, but how do we introduce our patients to these potentially life-saving procedures? You're listening to ReachMD, XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host. And with me is Dr. Mark Watson, associate professor at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center and associate program director in the general surgery program there. Thank you so much for being with us Dr. Watson.
1: Well thank you Dr. Freeman. I'm I'm happy to be with you.
0: Along with Dr. Daniel Jones from Harvard, Dr. Watson is the co-author on a wonderful book called the Lap Band Companion Handbook. Dr. Watson, why did you and Dr. Jones decide to write this?
1: Well, this actually came up when I found, as I saw more and more patients that were interested in or had already gotten a lap band, I found that I was having to describe similar questions and problems and information on a routine basis. And I thought there has got to be a more efficient way of transferring this information. And so I went to the computer and started writing down some of the information I was giving to them on a repeated fashion and trying to do it in a digestible fashion that patients would hopefully understand better than a lot of the press that they receive in any other fashion. So I wanted to make something that was easy for them to understand but would communicate the information that they need to know about before proceeding with this further.
0: Well, reading through this, less than 200-page paperback companion handbook, I can tell you that you've accomplished that. It is certainly very understandable and accessible, I think, to the general public. And I was struck also by how balanced your presentation is, that you don't just present lap band. Tell us about the other options that you present.
1: Yeah, it was very important because in making the decision about having a lap band, you have to make the decision about, would I be better for a different type of procedure? So therefore, it was very important to diagram, illustrate, and explain the other options that are available for weight loss surgery. In this country, in the United States, the two primary procedures that are performed are the adjustable gastric restrictive band, which is the lap band, and the gastric bypass. Both of these have their pros and cons. I think that the lap band is very valuable in that it's a much safer procedure, and it's a durable procedure, and it's also reversible the gastric bypass, however, does have its advantages as well. In patients that are going to have difficulty understanding and being able to cooperate with the program of having a lap band in and reducing their overall intake, the gastric bypass may be a better procedure for certain patients. In my personal opinion, I think that it's the benefits of the lap band outweigh the downside. Having the necessity to Speak with these patients and bring them into the program is part of the impetus for writing the book in the first place. Just another sort of a tool that the patients can take home with them and have it available to sort to sort out the problems and the daily needs of the lap band patient. That's really the impetus for doing it.
0: It is very practical and and has some very good day-to-day advice, uh, tables that tell the patients what to expect the day before the day of surgery and and the follow-up. It's very impressive to me. Uh, You talk about decision, action, and commitment as the three steps. Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah. The decision has to be made in cooperation with your surgeon and the bariatric center and the specialists that are involved. And... What is going to be best interest to the patient? Sometimes this is going to be impacted as well by the private insurance carrier that the patient has. There are still some insurance carriers that aren't approving the lap band and still are approving the bypass, and that is, of course, going to work into the decision as well. The commitment works into the decision part as well, because unless you are committed to being a part of this program and working with your team, the lap band is not going to be very effective. If you can't commit to that, that's going to influence back at the decision tree whether it's a good idea for you to have a lap band or not. If you cannot be committed to decreasing the amount of intake that you have on a daily basis, knowing that we're going to be standing by you to make it comfortable to do so, then this is probably not going to be the best move for you. You may have to consider another option for weight loss surgery that will be more effective for you.
0: So very upfront about what is going to be required of the patient. And then some of the specifics, you you get into some wonderful things about choosing a surgeon and choosing a team. Uh, What advice do you give patients in that regard?
1: I think it's very important that you are plugged in with a team. It's very hard for a surgeon in a freestanding office to really provide all the support system for taking care of lap band patients. That doesn't mean it can't be done. A surgeon that is very good at taking care of these patients can have those facilities, and those resources available to their patients. However, it's more difficult. Also, there is a certain learning curve with not only placing the band, but taking care of the patients. So having a track record with you know, a good number of patients is going to be very important to having success in a particular patient. What that means is when a patient approaches a surgeon, they need to be upfront about asking the surgeon specifically, and we outline specific questions which are appropriate because the surgeon needs to be able to answer these. You know, what is your experience with laparoscopic surgery? What's your experience with placing the band? How many patients do you take care of? These are all important questions that a patient needs a response to from the outset.
0: You also talk about asking about other members of the team such as the dietitian and who will adjust the band, uh, things of that nature.
1: The dietitian is critical to this. Our dietitians actually have probably more interaction with the patients than the surgeons do because there is going to be a lot of questions that are going to be specific to the diet itself and a well-trained dietitian in this is not going to only be able to help the patient feel comfortable losing weight with this program but are also going to be able to keep them more healthy and well-nourished through this. It also requires that you have the financial resources at the office as well to take care of it. It is a complex problem getting insurance approval for these procedures, and it requires that they have a set guidelines for acquiring information and negotiating and communicating with the insurance carriers as well. You have to have a nursing staff that's committed to taking care of this and can understand the problems of these patients also. So it's really a team effort that needs to pull together. Having it also available at that service is having the psychologic evaluation because like we were talking about a little earlier, Many of the insurance carriers are requiring that there's a psychological evaluation before they have approval for this.
0: If you just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and I'm speaking with Dr. Mark Watson about the Lap Band Companion Handbook, a wonderful book for our patients to help them understand their choices in terms of bariatric surgery and then what to expect should they elect to have a lap band procedure. Tell us more about the the finances with your team, Dr. Watson. uh, Do you have people who can work with the primary care doctors and kind of coach them on how to write letters uh, to get their patients approved and what else is involved?
1: Yes, actually, we have many standard protocols and systems for getting approval for these procedures.
0: We have
1: access to uh, many of the exclusions and different plans as well as what is required for approval. Now, we do require that the patient, because every patient's insurance company is going to be a little different in each little group, have access to the specific exclusions in their policy. If you have an exclusion uh, to a uh, to bariatric surgeon in your insur- insurance policy, that does not eliminate it as a possibility. Um, there are legal avenues for taking that many times get approval for it. Those avenues have to do with the fact that all of our insurance companies covers many basic problems. They are required to take care of your diabetes, your hypertension, your stress incontinence, your arthritis. If we can demonstrate that these are all direct out, you know, expressions of the obesity, we can construe it that they really need to take care of the obesity to take care of their other problems, which are covered. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this does require a consultation from an attorney, which there is an additional expense for, but many times these things can be approved under appeal.
0: It it seems that that would be uh, just logical and straightforward, but uh, my bias is that that doesn't always matter when you're dealing with insurance companies.
1: And and you would be correct, but (laughs) what, what the attorneys that I've had consultation with have told me is that when you get to the court level, if a judge is looking at this, judges tend to interpret inclusions broadly and exclusions narrowly. So what that means is, clearly, they have purchased a policy which requires that they cover diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, stress incontinence, and for them to say they have an exclusion on this, if they have interpreted it as, well, you've said you've covered this, you need to cover this, and we can demonstrate that loss of their weight is going to improve the things that they're covered for, you many times can get approval for it.
0: Very good. And and let's turn to those comorbidities that may help it to be uh, uh, approved. Uh, How often do we see improvement in some of these?
1: You know, it's kind of remarkable that you can take huge list of medications that patients are taking for diabetes, high blood pressure, dyslipidemia, arthritis, and you can trim this down to half or better. And it is very rewarding to see people just get rid of their medications. Some of this you have to work with the internists and primary care doctors as well because we like to have them involved in the loop as well in decreasing the need for medications as their weight comes down. And I think that it does become a challenge for us as surgeons to modify all these, and I do strongly encourage the primary care physicians to be helping us out with that and modifying their their insulin, uh, the metformin, and their antihypertensives continually as we're going through this process because you will see sort of a remarkable change in it.
0: And in the book, uh, on page 94, if, if people get this, there's a wonderful table that I love as an internist that shows some of the rates of improvement and resolution of many comorbidities that can be expected after a lap band procedure. Yes. Very good. And through the internet, can patients and doctors access this information?
1: Correct. They can. The internet is, of course, a great resource. Part of the reasons that I wanted to write the book is that I wanted to have, hopefully, uh, an impartial opinion about how all this works and impartial information, meaning that I'm not trying to attract patients to our practice. I don't have enough more room for more patients. But I want to instead give something that is a little more impartial, whereas, unfortunately, a lot of the websites that you're going to go to on the Internet are going to be specifically trying to attract more patients to a particular practice. And so I'm trying to sort of give a middle-of-the-road just objective uh, information about it rather than trying to do a sales pitch for getting patients to my practice.
0: Well, I want to thank Dr. Mark Watson, who has been our guest, as we've been discussing the Lap Band Companion Handbook and a little bit about gastric or bariatric, I should say, surgeries. Uh, It is a very exciting area for me as an internist because we're seeing all these comorbidities we associate with obesity actually being dramatically improved. This particular work I think is really a a nice thing for both doctors and patients. It is concise, very balanced, clear, and written in language that is very accessible. So check out the Lap Band Companion Handbook or www.LapBandCompanion.com. I think it really is a great addition to what we have to help our patients.
1: Thank you, Dr. Friedman. I appreciate this opportunity to talk with you.
0: Thank you very much. This is ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.